Welcome to the Love Oracle, where ancient wisdom opens the door to the source of love in you. Hello, this is Angela, and today I'm talking on a topic about love, and it's called Finding Love Through Death. So some people don't like the topic of death, and death becomes me is one of those things I've been exploring in this life. Uh, one of the things that's frustrating about death is that we can't escape it. So there are some people I'm going to share in the the comments for the video or the description for the video about uh, people who've explored death and some of our fears around it. Sheldon Solomon is a modern teacher around it and he looks at Ernst Becker's work around our discomfort around death. So my interest in finding love through death is is what I've discovered through many conversations with people where once they've lost someone in that period of losing the person, they've been connected to something love, some love that they haven't experienced in their life before losing that person through death. So I've had many people in my life tell me stories about how when their loved one passed, there was a certain really strange experience that happened, such as uh, hearing things in the room. Um, many nurses who work in hospices have hundreds of stories of deathbed phenomena. <laughs> I can't say that word, deathbed phenomena, so people actually um, talk about seeing other spirits uh, in the room or people that have passed already and they seem to know that they're passing plus also the person's body can sit up when normally that wasn't the case so they seem to be almost lifting out of their body and so for the people who are left behind here in this plane it can actually be a dramatic introduction into the other realms. So it starts people to go through this journey, which doesn't just start or end with that loved one dying, but it's it's the way to that person's death. So for example, some people will have a, a relative dying um, over several months or years. So you're psychologically getting prepared to lose that person. So that starts the process. And all of your fears, anxieties come up around losing that person and then closer and closer to the point that they're dying <clears throat> a lot of things happen internally inside of the person things about regrets that they maybe didn't experience with their loved one um, sadness about not being able to have an opportunity to do more with their loved one a feeling of um, maybe I I could have done something to change the situation, but I can't, so I'm powerless. And then actually at the moment of death, there's this other sense that there's a new realm of their life that's opening up because they're going to lose this person. So, of course, there's grief, loss, suffering. It's awful. But it's also what's my life without this person? And that's the unknown and it's, it's quite frightening. And so in my conversations with people about losing someone, they typically share this awareness about the other realms. Somehow they feel like 
they have um, a connection to their loved one who's passed on the other side. Maybe their loved one comes as a presence to them when they've passed. Maybe sometimes they'll hear a song and they'll feel like directly that their loved one is present with them in the room. So that relationship, once their loved one passes, actually goes through a continuation of the relationship. Even though the person's not there, the person starts to experience their relationship with the persons that passed and still is processing their feelings about the relationship and about the person who has passed. So if you've ever lost someone through death, you know what I'm talking about. You've had a journey towards that process. Sometimes it's a shock that they've gone. So it can be part of what you're processing is the shock of losing the person. But after they've passed, you still have memories of the person. And sometimes you might have these experiences where somebody is appearing in your life through songs that get played on the radio, through a conversation or some sort of so-called miracle or circumstance that happens oddly. And you're thinking, well, that must be some sort of connection to my passed over loved one. The other thing that I will share is that there are certain um, energetic things that happen when someone dies <laughs> that happens in the room that a lot of the hospice nurses have witnessed over the years. And it's been researched, but it's not really well explained in our world because the feeling of someone who dies is an experience that's very personal and it's something sad and we tend to focus on the people who are left behind. What they are actually missing though is this opportunity to look at the collective experiences of people who lose loved ones because these experiences which a lot of hospice nurses are witness to will actually show you that there is a very important part of dying that is going to prepare you to experience a greater appreciation of life and a greater appreciation of your relationships and of the people that you lose. So also in my experience, I've worked with many people who have a deceased mother or father or grandmother, grandparent, and they have a lot of sadness because that person uh, was in their life and they didn't have a good relationship. <laughs> And they still keep on repeating, even though that person's passed on, a lot of the negative feelings in the relationship. So there's a lot of things that happen when you lose someone who dies that keeps you stuck in the relationship that you had when they were living. Now, if you talk to anybody like a medium or people who talk to the people that have passed over, most of those conversations from the people who've passed over, they're trying to get that person who's living to just know that they love you and they want you to let go of that hurt or resolve. They might need to say something to you in order to help you resolve that hurt. Unfortunately, when our loved ones dies, we can't talk to them anymore. And our mind is stuck in the hurt that we've had in that relationship. In a similar fashion, those people who die, if they've had unresolved hurts with you 
in this life, when you talk to mediums, and I myself have done a process with Oneness University, it's called the ancestor process, where they actually get you to connect to those who've passed over. You can actually begin to feel their stuck emotions on the other side. And the interesting thing that we've discovered through Oneness University processes is that the people on the other side, when they're not happy, when they have stuck emotions, there is a correlation to the emotions of the people still remaining here. So, for example, I've had a lot of people in my family pass and they had illnesses or sicknesses. So sometimes when I've connected to them and I see them on the other side, they have presented to me as unwell, unhappy. And then the people living here are somewhere in the community of the people living here from that same family bloodline are experiencing unhappiness as well. So it's a very, it's a direct correlation. It can be also related to if people have left um, this realm and they've died and they leave without fulfilling a dream, they can go to the other side and feel unfulfilled in their dreams. So what happens to the family members in their direct bloodline remaining here, their children and grandchildren, those people will experience dissatisfaction in their life. Those people might have a sense of obstacles or things not moving, things are stuck. So it's a very important part of of life, death. <laughs> and the process of dying, especially in the West, is not really explored as a resource to discover appreciation for life and to actually heal hurts in relationships and find love and to, to resolve the, the stuck energies in relationships so that you can actually be naturally loving. So last month I looked at natural love. This month I'm looking at finding love through death because death is a part of nature <laughs> that we don't like. We run away from, we try to distract ourselves with many other things and also, it's an important piece to understanding what's the purpose of life. What's the purpose of actually being born, living, having children, and then dying? There's a really important piece through understanding death and how it connects you to love, how it connects you to accepting um, unresolved things in your life, how it can help you look at your life through a different lens. And you may have talked to people who've been on their last legs, they start to do something that's very natural. They start to review their life. And we tend to not do that until we start to go towards facing death. So it's a very frightening thing for some people to start reviewing your life. But it's also more frightening because in our culture, we don't have more exploration conversation around the death and dying process. However, if you've actually walked through uh, any of your family members dying, it's a very, very valuable experience that then you can share and help other members of your family walk through as well. Because um, once once you've gone through it, you, you won't be the same and you're actually opening a doorway into the other realms, what lies beyond the physical world, which for many people now um, may be nothing. You might be like Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. When you die, there's nothing there. And it's a terrible thing to contemplate. So those fears are very important. Most people, when they're going through the death process, um, they will start to have a uh, relaxation of the hold of their mind. 
usually through sickness. Some people, um, if you ever get to watch someone who has been sick and moving towards dying and death, their mind actually starts to let go of their faculties. Their faculties also start to let go. And that can be a drawn out process or a faster process, depending on who the, how their disease operates. But as they start to let go of the mind, their intuitive aspect can start to come in. And that's where you get certain deathbed phenomena where the body can sit up, they can start seeing spirits, they can start talking about members who've members of the family who've passed over. Uh, there's another very strange phenomena of deathbed phenomena where people suddenly turn up that didn't know the person was dying. Another thing that in the hospice nurses have uh, witnessed over and over is that the de dying person will stay alive until some people arrive. They literally cannot go because they're they may be unconscious, but they know there's someone that they need to connect or have in the room there before they actually pass from the physical world into the other realms. Um, another phenomena which I actually witnessed was um, many people turning up at one time or un they didn't know that the other people were coming, but they all came together at the same time. So somehow their intuitive self naturally knew to turn up at that hospice at that time to be with the person before they actually passed. Um, another phenomena which some people beat themselves up for is not being present at somebody's death. But this actually is very significant. I've actually experienced this personally. So both times with my parents, I wasn't physically there. And at the time, for both of them, I one part of me, another part, one part was beating myself up and very sad. And the other part was, it's better that you weren't there because some people are not meant to be there. And the person knows that it would be perhaps too traumatic for the living member that's remaining without them to witness. So they've been removed from that scenario. And I've heard a lot of people tell me that they feel guilty for not being there or they feel like they had to be there to finish and say their piece before uh, that person left the physical world or left their body. So there are, uh, most of these endings are very, very important to understand what is that relationship between this body, this world, this physical world and whatever happens after. The most um, revelatory thing that happened to me when I had lost both parents was actually somebody told me, you know, you can still talk to them at any time. So after my parents passed, I went on a trip and I had a session with a, a teacher, a spiritual teacher, and I was still in grief and mourning at the time and pretty miserable. And as soon as they told me, you know, you can still connect and talk to your parents at any time, I just broke down and all these tears came that I hadn't really been aware of them being there. And I realised in that moment, it was a revelation, I was so sad that I actually couldn't connect. So one of the ways that we find love through death is this actual ironic contrast once they're gone, we really feel like I can no, never again connect to this person. But inside, we're desperately wanting to connect to them. It's this really ironic contrast of really wanting 
of feeling terrible that you can't and desperately wanting to. And in that moment when I was told, you know, you can just talk to them, just have a chat, talk to them as if they're still here. And that changed everything from that point on. From that point on, I began conversing (laughs) in my daily running around uh, to my parents. Just any time I felt to, that was the time to connect. That was also what my teacher guided me to do. Anytime you think about your parents, just have a conversation in your head. Because the illusion is in this physical world that when we die physically, boom, you're done. Or like Jon Snow, there's nothing. Which actually is a very terrifying experience. If you look at ancient cultures, they certainly didn't believe that. And most religious traditions certainly don't expound that there is nothing after this life. But our modern life likes to think that there is nothing after this world. However, if you can just begin to allow your imagination to work with, even if you believe there is no afterlife, it doesn't matter. If somebody passes who is very close to you and you begin a conversation in your mind after they've passed, you can begin to continue that relationship with them. And whatever conversation comes to you is relevant. For example, I remember when I my dad had passed, it was several years later, and I was looking for an apartment to rent. So I just started t- chatting to my dad about helping me to find this apartment. You know, Dad, I know you always looked out for me. Please help me now to find this apartment. And I would chat to him while I was apartment hunting, and I complain, of course. <laughs> And then I'd say, I don't know about that. What do you think about that? I don't like this. I would just rattle on and yabber to my father, which started to me, me to really realize that even though those people are no longer physically here, in our consciousness, in our emotional brain, in our heart, we still have a relationship with them. We still develop our relationship with people who've died. And the second piece which I found out later, was that any of those unresolved hurts that you have with family members when they've died, you can actually get completion with. If you ever have ever done any healing work with your parents and they're dead, you know that you're still hurt about something that happened 20 years ago, even though that person's dead. So the hurt is still in you. So when you can still... Um, do any healing work that you want to do with that dead person, anything that you can do, you can work with a medium and connect. You can do a healing session with me. You can do any sort of session to connect to the parent. Um, Patrick Bonas also does subconscious transformation technique, and that's a really great way to work with any parents and just build uh, a conversation inside yourself about how you can talk about the unresolved hurt in the relationship. Our parents never really die except when we are dead and we no longer have their memory. They're always still within us. So after death, the relationship is still continuing within you, within your heart, within your memories, within any unresolved hurts that you have and also within your actual life force. Your parents are you. you. You are an expression of their life force. You may not like your parents. You are still an expression of their life force. So any unresolved hurts that you can heal with your parents after death will actually build a new and stronger relationship with them, even though they're dead, even though they're not physical. 
And this is one of the things that our society now is kind of, we have lots of movies that display the trauma that individuals have when they don't have a good relationship with their parents. However, our society is not very hmm, honouring of what do we do about that? How do we foster ways to heal that? Sure, you can go to a therapist or a counsellor and that's a good place to start. But we tend to let people carry hurt with dead relatives or even living ones and we think that's actually a normal part of life. We don't have a society that uh, likes to give people spaces to resolve those hurts. You're meant to do that by yourself and do it in a private uh, one-on-one sort of healing environment, which is really good. So I would like to also just clarify that it's not just if you've got unresolved hurts, it's not just that you're responsible for that. Our society as well needs to start giving more space to building relationships with our family members who are deceased. And if you've belong to any traditional cultures like uh, Indian culture where you go and you worship your ancestors and you talk to them or Mexican culture where they have the day of the dead and you talk to your dead relatives. Having those sort of rituals were very, very important for the stability of those cultures for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. In Chinese culture, they worship their ancestors. They honour their ancestors. And it's for a reason. It's to actually honour that you come from them. But also, even though they're dead, their memory needs to be respected. And they are giving you life. So what is that gift that they gave you? And if you do have anything that you can do to honour their memory, how do you do that? And for me, the most important thing is to honour any unresolved hurts that you have within yourself with your parents because that will start to to build a more honouring relationship with your parents versus one that's based on hurt. In my case, when I started to do the ancestors process and healing with my mother and father after they died, it was amazing to see how they, in my imagination, they changed So sometimes they would be sad or sometimes they would be pensive. They'd be studying. Sometimes they'd be happy and jumping. So they were were changing because my relationship to the memory of them, the energy of them was changing and I was resolving unresolved hurts. So I didn't see them as that terrible parent that didn't give me what I wanted (laughs) or that other person that I really didn't see as a person but I saw only as my parent. And in my journey of building a relationship with my parents after death, I've also started to see them as a person, not just my parent. I don't see them as somebody that that, uh, should look after me only. I see myself as someone that can give to them, that can love them, that honours them. So if you're looking for ways to uh, honour on a relationships once someone has passed over, I can uh, ref- give you some referrals to some other um, really interesting resources. There is a great resource for people dealing with death by um, Dr. Let me try to get his name. Uh, Peter Fenken. Uh, 
I don't have his correct name. Um, I'll I'll put that in the the notes. And I talk more about him in my own near-death experience, which I'll put that link in the notes as well, which I shared with the group in Sydney with um, Siva and Basanta Perry, that Sydney's interfaith group. So I have a, a video about my own experience of learning about death after my parents' death and my own near-death experience. And then I also have a podcast with Patty where I talk about what happened when I had a near-death experience. And it really was a wake-up as to um, what am I doing here? What's the purpose of my life? And and that podcast is interesting because it was recorded actually only about a year after I had come back from that near-death experience. So I was still trying to process it <laughs> and I wasn't really uh, healthy at the time that it happened. And the other part of uh, the people who are experiencing near-death experiences, it's becoming much more of a popular um, topic at this time, is that people, all of them who come back, are talking about a greater connection to love that exists when they pass. In my experience, I had a very negative experience. And that also is extremely important to understand the purpose of life and the love that's available to you if you choose to connect to it. So the variety of people who've come back from near-death experiences is really important for our society to explore. It's becoming much more a topic of interest because people are looking for spiritual meaning. People are looking for understanding what happens on the other side. They're also looking for a sense of comfort facing death because <laughs> they're freaking out. Uh, and a lot of the people who've had those experiences, they come back like myself and feel a lot more at peace with death because the real focus is what what are you really enjoying in your life right now? What are you uh, bringing to your life because you're not running away from something that's terrible or fearful? And if you're interested in finding out about um more of those near-death experiences. I'll put the work from Dr. Peter Fenkin. I think I've got that, which he talks about the art of dying. It's a book that he has and he's collated all of his experiences of people learning about this beautiful gift of learning how to die and learning how to then also teach that to others who are in that journey or maybe younger people who are losing people or people who in this current world situation, maybe facing death at a level that they're quite fearful of. Uh, Dr. Peter Fenkin's work is so good at, at helping people realise that we have a collective experience in all of the world cultures of facing death and each culture has some special things that they can share about that journey and that it's a, a really important uh, ritual for us to start exploring collectively, to start facilitating that so people can find, instead of trauma, <laughs> by losing people, they can actually find a way to grow and to accept life, this life that they're living, and also to help those who may be struggling or with fears around it. So there's my ideas around finding love through death. I'd like to explore 
more of those stories if you've got any particular stories that you would like to share about maybe connections to the other side or a feeling of other realms being present when you had someone close to you passing. Maybe you'd like to share a description about some of those stories because it's through those stories that I've heard people sharing that other people can then start to begin to talk about their own experiences of losing someone and having an experience because most of those experiences go unspoken because it is quite personal but you would be surprised how many people on YouTube as well they're sharing some of those stories and then when somebody else reads them it helps them because then they begin to be able to process their own journey or their own experience of losing someone. So thanks for watching and I look forward to hearing any of your stories about finding love through death. Wow.